Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good Thursday morning. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. My name is Field Yates. Joined for the next four hours by 10-year NFL wide receiver Harry Douglas. Filling in for the guys. Harry, what's going on, my friend? What's good, brother Phil? Hey, I'm happy to be with you early in the morning, Phil. You know I'm a morning person, right? No doubt makes two of us. It is the final Thursday of 2021. Harry trying to level up our game for the final Thursday of this year as we look ahead to not just the rest of the NFL season. we got college football talk on the docket today. We've got some players returning in the NFL, and we're going to talk about the future. And I'm not talking about just 2022 New Year's resolutions, Harry, but also what could happen to a certain quarterback who may or may not be in line for a second straight NFL MVP. We'll talk about another MVP in just a moment. But a reminder that Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And the quarterback that I was referencing who might be a back-to-back MVP is, of course, Aaron Rodgers, and plenty of talk about Aaron throughout the show today. But before we get to Aaron Rodgers here, we got to start with another former MVP. It's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Harry, you're familiar, of course, with the young Lamar Jackson. Where do you go to college? Louisville. Louisville, just like you, my friend. Harry, of course, named a Hall of Famer this year of Louisville. Big ups to you. Harry, so the Baltimore Ravens, I don't know if the word is reeling, because it feels unfair to say that a team that has lost so many players to injury this year and so many other players that land on the COVID list has been reeling because they've still remained competitive, all things considered. But the Baltimore Ravens are all of a sudden 8-7. and seven. They've got a big game on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. Their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, at least practiced yesterday for the first time. Let's start with this premise, Harry. If they don't have Lamar Jackson on Sunday, do the Ravens even have a chance against the Rams? Do they have a chance? See, that's the thing, though. With John Harbaugh and the way this team has played this year, being decimated, being down so many players, I can never count them out because of the culture uh, with the Baltimore Ravens because of that organization, because of that leadership. And I know John Harbaugh is going to do everything to have his team ready to play that game, no matter who's out there or not. Now, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play in that game, then it's probably going to be Tyler Huntley. And I think he's just returning today from the COVID list. So um, they got some things shaking up there. Uh, I thought Josh Johnson did a decent job last week against the Bengals, but I don't know. They playing like quarterback roulette right now. Yeah. And, and by the way, Tyler Huntley, Josh Johnson deserve immense credit for filling oh, in yeah. the way that they have. Like Tyler Huntley was a player that went undrafted a year ago. Like no one was talking about him being a potential, like real solid NFL backup quarterback. Seems like that's where he is headed at worst going forward. Josh Johnson was signed 11 days before he started for the Ravens. As far as Lamar is concerned, if you want to know exactly how the Ravens feel about his possibility of playing on Sunday, here's his head coach, John Harbaugh. I'm really hopeful. I mean, I told you, like I said last week, I'm hopeful for all of our quarterbacks. Uh, of course, you know, starting with Lamar, he's a starting quarterback. He's our guy. And I really want to see him out there on Sunday. I know the fans do. I know Lam- most of all Lamar does. So he's going to do everything he can to be out there. And you can't make a, a promise because we don't know. We can't. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. That's not for us to know. All right, Harry, I'm going to have you. You obviously played in the NFL for 10 seasons. And yep. I want you to try to decipher what John Harbaugh was really saying right there, right? Because... We hear quotes like this every single day from a head coach. And sometimes you hear a coach say we're hopeful and you think, oh, yeah, like he's definitely playing. We're just leaving a small crack in the door in the window, so to speak, just in case something comes up. 
And then there are times you hear a coach say, like, we're hopeful, and you're like, that guy ain't playing. How did you read John Harbaugh's we're hopeful quote right there? Um, I think he basically what he's saying is that Lamar Jackson, the, the, the training staff, everyone is doing everything they can to get Lamar Jackson back on the football field. But as you see in that video, field, he has a little limp. And Lamar Jackson at full strength is a great quarterback. Lamar Jackson on the football field with the limp, I don't know about that because now it gives the defense an advantage and an edge. So I would just say I, I think he's going to do everything and everybody in that organization, they're going to do everything they can to try to get Lamar out there on the football field. But if Lamar's not even close to being 100%, I don't even think they're going to risk it. Yeah, it seems like you have to be mindful of the bigger picture here if you're the Ravens. And i got to tell you, Lamar as well, by the way. Lamar Jackson, who as of right now still does not have a new contract. He, if you think about that 2018 draft class, you've got three sure things from that draft class. You have uh, Lamar Jackson and obviously Josh Allen. And now, excuse me, you have two sure things, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got a $43 million per year, six-year extension. Lamar Jackson is still playing on that rookie deal, and he was the 32nd pick. His contract's a lot less valuable than Josh Allen's was as the seventh overall pick. Lamar's got to be mindful of his own future as well here, Harry. But So the Ravens are an interesting team in general, so let's just imagine that Lamar does play on Sunday. If Lamar is healthy in Week 17, Week 18, have you seen enough to believe that the Ravens can still be a factor in the AFC, or have the injuries taken such a toll? Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey in the back in the, in the defensive backfield. You've got offensive linemen out for the year like Ronnie Stanley. They've got so many players who have been ruled out for the rest of the year. Even if Lamar returns, does this team yeah. have a chance? Um, I think they always have a chance, especially if Lamar Jackson is their quarterback. He's a guy who we call him Mr. Do-It-All, right? Literally a living legend. Got his number retired at the University of Louisville this year. It's only been two players in Louisville history that got their numbers retired. Johnny Unitas and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is still with her, uh, still with us right now, so he's a living legend. So I think this organization always has a chance when you have Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position because he can do so many great things. We've seen him this entire year put this football team on his back after they've been depleted. So I wouldn't put nothing past the Ravens. I wouldn't put anything past Lamar Jackson as well. And I do believe that they have a chance as long as he is, he's at the quarterback position. Well, the AFC North is still wide open right now. Here. We'll talk about it all throughout the show. As the AFC North going into Week 17 is the only division where all four teams still have a chance to win that division. It's amazing how that is the case. The Bengals have a chance to punch their playoff ticket this weekend and could basically win the division with a win over the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. The hard part of that, of course, is beating the Kansas City Chiefs, who are on an incredible win streak of their own right now. Man, Lamar, I want to see him back on the field. I just put put aside the football side of it here for a second, Harry. Like, If you're Lamar, would you be playing without a contract in hand right now? It just feels like so frequently we're seeing quarterbacks secure that deal as soon as they can, and yet Lamar has played an entire season without an extension when few doubt that he is worth 37 38 40 $43 million per year, just like Josh Allen got. Phil, I just, I just hope he can be able to get back out there on the football field because, like I said earlier, he is a tremendous talent, and when this team has Lamar Jackson, you can tell that it's a big difference. It's a big difference in every player on that football field. 
and they want to go out there and perform for Lamar Jackson. Not just Lamar Jackson. They want to perform for the organization and themselves as well. But when Lamar Jackson is out there, you can tell this is a different organization. This is a different team. You, you basically have Superman back there at the quarterback position who can make plays all kind of ways. He can do it with his legs. We already seen him win an MVP within his career. So if Lamar Jackson is out there, they always have a chance. Yeah, Lamar Jackson gives the Ravens a chance. We'll see if he's available on Sunday. Yeah, right now the party line from the Baltimore Ravens, they're hopeful. We'll see whether that means he does play on Sunday. The game's at 1 p.m. kickoff against the Los Angeles Rams, who got to travel across the country again after playing in the Midwest and Minnesota this past week. Uh, the Ravens hopeful to take advantage of perhaps a slow start by the Los Angeles Rams. That was Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. I mentioned we're going to stick with the NFC North, the AFC North, all day. And we'll tell you why one team will be a Super Bowl contender if, and this is a big if, they win on Sunday. It's Terry Douglas and Field Yates in for the guys. It's Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Field Yates and Harry Douglas hanging out with you for the morning. And a great morning it is, Harry, and a great week it is in the NFL, as I think we have one of the most intriguing matchups of the NFL's regular season. Now, let me start here. As we get deeper and deeper into the regular season, matchups naturally become more intriguing because we know what's at stake, and there's often more at stake. But I'm not sure how many people coming into the year thought that the Chiefs hosting the Bengals in Week 17 would be perhaps the most intriguing and most impactful game of the weekend. The Chiefs, we know, are good, Harry. The Bengals are making a case that they're one of the best teams in the AFC. How much of a believer are you in the Bengals right now? I believe in them. I believe in them because of their quarterback, Joe Burrow. I like the skill position players that they have. Uh, They're three deep. They have an opportunity to have three receivers go over 1,000 yards this year. Uh, Phil, that hasn't been done since 2008, the Arizona Cardinals, when they had Steve Breston, Anquan Bolden, and Larry Fitzgerald. That was the last time that was actually done. So they actually have an opportunity to do that this year. And then you look at their running back, Joe Mixon. Hell of a run game. Joe Mixon is, 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 is I think, a tough, a tough back mentally and physically. You look at the defensive side of the ball, I think one of the, the uh, uh, most, uh, I won't say surprising, but um, lovable free agent signings this, this offseason was Trey Henderson at the defense, defensive end position. They have a guy named Sam Hubbard. The only thing that I'm worried about when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals football team is their secondary. Right now, they're 29th in, in, in pass defense, and they're giving up 252 uh, yards per game on the back end. And I'm going to bring up – I'm going to mention six games, right? They gave up okay. 298 yards to Jimmy Garoppolo. 
They gave up over 300 yards to Josh Johnson last week with the Baltimore Ravens. They gave up over 300 yards to Justin Herbert. They gave up over 340 to Aaron Rodgers. They gave up 351 to Kirk Cousins. And this is the most surprising one. They gave up over 400 yards to quarterback Mike White of the New York Jets at some uh, at one point this season. So the back end is what I'm worried about when you look at uh, a Byron Pringle who's becoming that third guy for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you have a Travis Kelsey. You have a Tyreek Hill. And we can't forget Miko Hardman. That's what I'm worried about with this Cincinnati Bengals football team. Can they get stops? For this, uh, for the against the Kansas City Chiefs and, and that prolific offense led by Patrick Mahomes. Well, one thing is clear is if they can get stops and they can win this game, they have an opportunity to change our opinion about them. And so we're asking the Key J and Max on Twitter, which NFL team will change your opinion of them this weekend and why? Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is here, and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. I want to hear from Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow because he is certainly hyped up for this matchup against the Chiefs. They've been one of the best offenses in the league for you know since he's been the, the starting quarterback. So you know, we're going in expecting to have to score a lot of points, and and we'll adapt accordingly. A big opportunity, whether it's the the Chiefs or whoever they throw out there against us. You know, we got an opportunity to go out there and win and win our division and make the playoffs. The he he's referring to is, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Let me ask you, this is kind of a crazy question because I feel like it's almost disrespectful to ever ask this, but Mm -hmm. the Bengals' offense is this unique that maybe we can. Which offense, if you had to take one offense to put up like 35 points in a game right now, would you still take the Chiefs over the Bengals? Because as you mentioned, that Ooh. one, two, three receiver trio in Pittsburgh is about as good as it gets. Like, do the Bengals have a have a legit case as the most explosive and best offense in the NFL right now? They do, but I will say this, Phil. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they have done it long enough, and they have been more consistent over the last three years doing it. The Cincinnati Bengals offense, we've seen the flashes last year. This year, they uh, Joe Burrow has picked up coming back from that from that injury uh, and has been excellent for this football team along with those three receivers and Joe Mixon. Um, so so right now, if I got to pick right now, I think you could pick e- either one of them. But if I'm picking uh, in a playoff game, I might go with the Kansas City Chiefs because they have done it on a consistent basis for longer. But if I'm Joe Burrow, listen, I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow better be worried about that Kansas City Chiefs defense who, that, that's been playing lights out, creating turnovers like no other on this win streak that they're on. They have guys in the back end that can play. You look at Snead at the corner position. You look at Ward. They got Fenton. He's out right now. But you got two safeties in um, uh, Thornhill and Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew's been a ball hawk since he's been in college. They have three solid guys at the linebacker position and Willie Gay and Anthony Hitchens and Bolton. They have guys up front that can get to the quarterback. So if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. I'll be worried about that Kansas City TG because they've been playing lights out during this win streak. Yeah, they certainly have been much, much improved. There was an old Sports Center segment that Paul Feinbaum used to do on Saturday mornings with uh, the, the morning anchors. And it was, well, basically, we're writing Sunday's headline on Saturday where he would imagine what was going to take place on a college football Saturday and predict what the headline would be on Sunday morning. So, Harry, if the Bengals win on Sunday, and they play at home, by the way, What's the headline going to be on Monday morning? Is it 
the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. The Bengals are a Super Bowl contender. What would be the headline Monday morning if Cincinnati beats Kansas City on their home turf? I know what it would be. Who's the real president, Joe Biden or Joe Burrow? <laughs> that would be the, that, Cincinnati. That would be, <laughs> nah, but for real, seriously, though, I think it, it'll be a major stepping stone for the Cincinnati Bengals organization and their team. Um, and I think it, it'll be the talk of uh, the entire week going into the last week of the football season. Uh, because when you look at this Kansas City Chiefs team, they're playing defensively right now at brand of football that's unheard of, right? And especially how they start the year off. If this offense for the Cincinnati Bengals can go in there and score at will and go up and down that football field and score points and come out with a victory, they will be the talk of the NFL uh, uh, late in the season. Yeah, I can't wait to see this game on Sunday. I drew this parallel. If the NFL had a college game day show like ESPN does for college football, that show would be in Cincinnati this Sunday, and it would be rocking to have all those fans who are certainly fired up. I want to hear what people have to say, so let's go out to the Dr. Pepper call-in line, and we'll go to Nate in Dayton, who I have a sense of where Nate may be leaning in terms of who could change his mind most this weekend based off of their performance on Sunday. Nate, what do you got? Well, I got the Cincinnati Bengals changing minds. If that uh, defensive coordinator would let our team blitz, we keep playing this stupid umbrella and we never blitz. That's why we're 29th in the league. And I'll hang up and hear what you got to say. Well, first of all, Nate, we want to thank you for the call, obviously. <laughs> I love the passion and I love bringing the stats to Harry. So here's the, here's the, the double-edged sword of blitzing Patrick Mahomes, though, is if you blitz Patrick Mahomes and he reads it, and he diagnoses and protects it, it may be a Tyreek Hill 75-yard house call, right? Yeah, but I will say this. To his point, though, um, their nickel DB, Mike Hilton, he came from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's basically how Mike Hilton made his living uh, when he was in Pittsburgh, blitzing off the edge and doing a lot of different things at that position. So if I'm going to blitz someone, I'm going to do different things with him and allow him Uh, to show his range as a defender on the football field. All right, so there you have it. We want more blitzing from the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) Nate wants it, but I love that Nate came with the stats. Great stuff. He was ready. He was ready. I think it's pretty clear, though, that like the Bengals have an opportunity to really shift the way that not just people in Cincinnati – People across the NFL map are thinking about them. They want to be a part of that AFC elite. A win on Sunday would not necessarily uh, cement everything for them, but it certainly would put them in excellent position to win the AFC North and also put them in position to be considered one of the very best teams in the NFL. So we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call in line, which NFL team will change your opinion of them this weekend? We want to hear from you. Do a, uh, do us a favor and get involved with the show by calling one eight eight say ESPN. And by the way, Harry, at some point later on in the show, is going to tell us where Joe Burrow ranks amongst the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. That's right. We're going from one to Burrow. We'll find out just how far down the list we have to go to get to Joe Burrow. And speaking of great quarterbacks, can anything change our opinion of what Aaron Rodgers' future holds? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Aaron Rodgers is the original Patrick Mahomes. We can't take watching greatness for granted. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, all that is great. Last two times we saw him in the NFC Championship game, we saw losses. It's like this big drama series just to lose in the NFC Championship. Back on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Field Yates, and I'm joined by Harry Douglas, 10-year NFL wide receiver, star for the Titans, my favorite player to start in fantasy football back in the day. You can join us on Dr. Pepper call-in line, 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Harry, you just heard from a couple of our great voices here at ESPN about Aaron Rodgers, who is sometimes a complicated individual. He was for much of this past offseason. But yesterday... He was in a sort of contemplative, perhaps reflective mood, and he opened up a little bit about his future. Here's what Rodgers had to say. I wouldn't rule that out. Um, You know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season. And I think there's playing next year is will definitely be in the thought process. Uh, If this year has stopped me anything, it's that, you know, I still can play. I still have a love for the game. I'm still super competitive and still enjoy the process of the week. You know, there'll be a lot of, a lot of uh, things that'll, that'll weigh in the off season. Um, saying that doesn't mean, or, or any of the comments I've made doesn't mean I'm thinking about elsewhere. I do want to clarify that though. I'm just savoring this year. I think as much as anything, and I don't want to, it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months. Like last year <laughs> when he dragged things out for months and months. And to be clear, when Rogers said at the very beginning of that quote, I wouldn't rule that out. He was referencing retirement, Harry. So as we work our way through those comments from Aaron Rodgers, let me start here. What caught your attention most? I think that caught my attention the most because uh, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand it. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't understand. Like, why does he want this much attention? I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. He can easily just say say things and. The conversation could be over with. The media session could be over with. But he just drags things out and makes makes things bigger than what they are just so he can get the attention. And I said earlier, I think it may have been last week or two weeks ago, that Aaron Rodgers is an attention – it was a word I used that you can't use on the network. So I'm just going to put that blank right there. He's an attention. He loves the attention. He loves it. He loves for it to be on him. He loves to try to control the narrative. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes in our lives, we can't always control the narrative. Um, and we just have to adapt to this game that we that we call life. But Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, doesn't understand that. So what I think is interesting is there's a lot that's interesting here. As we work backwards, because we have to work backwards in order to move forwards with this Aaron Rodgers situation, 
On the day of the draft last year, Adam Schefter had the initial report about Aaron Rodgers and the possibility he would he had played his last down with the Green Bay Packers. And he his future in Green Bay, and this was prior to this year, obviously, was uncertain. I would say there was quite a bit of validity in that, given that Aaron Rodgers was a complete no-show at the NFL offseason. Uh, he was very much... Um, I would say there was there was a hesitancy for him to commit to the Packers. They had to yep. agree to a reworked contract amongst a variety of other things. Aaron Rodgers had several press conferences during the summer where it felt like he was airing his grievances, like it was Festivus all over again. Clearly there was something wrong between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and it sounds like specifically the Packers' front office. He has been effusive in his praise for his teammates, most importantly, his fans, the fans of Green Bay, perhaps really most importantly, his head coach, Matt LaFleur, has done an excellent job as well. But he kind of stopped short during those initial press conferences of you know, handing, handing over a bunch of flowers to the front office, President Mark Murphy, GM Brian Gutekunst, yeah. who, by the way, they built a great roster in Green Bay. But it feels like, so I think there was plenty of reasons to believe something happened this past summer. And now it feels like Rodgers is trying to rewrite the past and say, like, no, all, all was good. Nothing, and we'll see. You guys are making a big deal out of my future. But why are you guys making such a big, big deal? We'll worry about it later. I think, though, like, I, I want to start by saying that athletes pondering retirement in their late 30s, like, that's not totally abnormal, right? I mean, many players would, would do anything to make it to the age of 37 or 38 and still be playing in the NFL. But yeah. I really can't imagine Aaron Rodgers walking away from the game. I wonder this, though, Harry. Mm-hmm. I would have told you in June that there is zero doubt in my mind that Aaron Rodgers has played his last down or will play his last down for the Packers this upcoming season. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but does it feel at all like the door has been opened to Aaron Rodgers prolonging his Packers career into 2022 and beyond? Um, I, I think so. Uh, the simple fact you see see how well the team's doing this year. Uh, you, you've seen them surpass Brett Favre uh, on the touchdown record mark, and you've seen the message that Brett Favre sent him. You've seen the, uh, the celebration that the fans gave him there at Lambeau Field as well. And – that that he said that brought some some tears to his eyes. Um, it was very thoughtful, and when you reminisce on things like that, right? Because it, at the end of the day, like when you play for an organization and you you play for a fan base, you just want to feel love. And there's no question that Aaron Rodgers ha- has been shown love when it came when it comes to the Green Bay Packers and that organization. Now that fan base loves him. Um, they, trust me, they don't want to move on from him, especially not right now. And as far as retirement feel, it, it's hard for me to even think. Usually, when guys in their in their in their late thirties think about retirement, they're they're not playing at the level that Aaron Rodgers is playing at right now, mm-hmm. right? Usually, their their, their career is winding down. They have the body aches, they have the injuries, they're just too old. They don't have that it factor. They don't have that step anymore. That's not the case with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has everything. He, he's a leading candidate for MVP right now. So he easily could have just answered a question by saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about the now. I'm enjoying this season, and all that's all I'm worried about is right now." Not that it's a possibility and this is on the table, anything could happen. You can diffuse a lot of this attention, a lot of these conversations if you just answer with a straight, narrow answer and straightforward. I think part of what has happened with Aaron Rodgers, by the way, is that it's been complicated to understand what exactly he wants. And I think his messaging 
has been obviously unclear or inconsistent at times. Uh, Dominique Foxworth weighed in on Get Up yesterday with some thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and things that he has heard and learned over the past six months or so. No one's mad at you about not getting vaccinated. You can choose to not get vaccinated, but then follow the protocols. Like, stand up and take that heat. Cole Beasley did it. Carson Wentz did it. Uh, I mean, uh, Cousins did it. Like, that is something that you can choose to do. People are mad at you because you lied about it and forced them to put themselves at risk without giving them full information. That is the problem. So stop pretending like you're, that everyone's all coming down on you because you dare to think outside the box. You dare to think for yourself. Fine. Think for yourself. But be honest while you're doing so. And no one is going to feel sorry for you. So stop whining to whomever you want about that. Sorry, football. He <laughs> might switch teams or something. So a little bit of, a, little bit of a hard I love, I, Go I love Fox, man. I played with Fox. Fox shoot it straight, though, and he has a great point. All you got to do is just keep it real with people, right? You want coaches, you want people in the front office to keep it real with you. Keep it real with everybody else. That's all. That's all Fox is saying right there. Yeah. And 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 you 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 feel like you're getting all this heat from people. You're getting all this heat from people because you were being deceitful. So rightfully so, if you you deserve every 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 point of every every inch of heat that's coming your way. Yeah, a little, bit of, yeah a little bit of a hard pivot, obviously, from what we were talking about with the retirement to the vaccination status. But it feels yeah. like Rogers has not wanted to feel some of the pressure from things that like it, it's almost like he is frustrated that people are holding him accountable for some of the remarks that he is making publicly. And that's the thing, Phil. That's the thing. They're holding him accountable, right? In, this, in our world, sometimes we have people uh, who sometimes think they're above and beyond certain things. Mm. And when people, certain people hold them accountable to <clears throat> their actions and some of the things that they say, they don't like it. So they try to spin it different ways uh, to, try to, to try to play like they're a victim. That's what Aaron Rodgers, in my, from what I'm seeing, is doing. It's a complicated situation in a lot of ways. But one thing when I step back here, Harry, that I just have the hardest time figuring out is that at least based off what has been said publicly by Aaron Rodgers, the Packers haven't said much publicly, teams rarely step into the public and make a bunch of forthright comments about a situation between a team and a player. But if I were to step back here for a second and wonder what Aaron Rodgers wants more of. If you're assessing what a quarterback would want in a vacuum, Aaron Rodgers got a lot of it and a whole lot more, (laughs) right, in this regard, okay? I don't believe this is about the contract. Aaron Rodgers has made a ton of money, and the Packers have been willing to make him an even richer man than he was. But it's not like Aaron Rodgers is grossly underpaid when he signed his most recent extension and made him the richest contract ever. Like, for a quarterback, like, what more can you want, right? If you want a new one, they seem to be willing to do that again. This isn't about money, okay? If it's about roster, he's barking up the wrong tree, right? Because the Packers, with one win in their final two games, and I understand they have a 17th game this year, but if they win on Sunday night, which I think is a very good possibility against the Vikings on Sunday night football at Lambeau Field, they'll become the first team ever, ever, to have 13 or more wins in three straight seasons, right? Like Aaron Rodgers has to look at just his own division to see what a quarterback's life can be like if the roster is not around him. What do you think Matthew Stafford thinks about the roster Aaron Rodgers has, right? Aaron Rodgers (laughs) has a roster that is good on offense. It's good on defense. It's got depth. It's got playmakers. They've been aggressive. It has been basically... 
a master class, but it's been a really solid roster building construction by their front office. And that's where I think things become a little bit interesting for me in trying to figure out what Aaron Rodgers wants. But you know something? Who cares what I think? I want to know what one of the smartest people here at ESPN thinks and knows. And it's time now for us to join, to have Diana Rossina join us. Diana Rossini join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And Diana, you're the best, first of all, for joining us. Good morning to you, coming live from New York. It's been a long, long, long six or seven months, Diana. But thinking back to all the way when Aaron Rodgers' frustrations first became public to where we are now, has your opinion changed about what Aaron Rodgers' future looks like, whether it's in Green Bay or elsewhere? Yeah, it hasn't really changed. And Field, I'm so glad that you were tapping into this idea of what is Aaron Rodgers looking for. Because if it's a roster that uh, has tons of great players and is building towards something great, he's there. He's on that team right now that he's basically getting everything that he could possibly need, including now a really stellar defense. Um, In terms of how I feel about what I think Aaron Rodgers is thinking, of course, none of us know. But there's definitely a a sense that, that he's not happy. Because if he's happy, why not just say that? Why not just say, this is where I want to be for a really long time? Why play all these games? So, you know, I know he says that he's going to make this decision quickly. He's not going to take that time. And I actually believe him on this. I do think he's going to make his decision. Uh, I, th- I think his decision is probably made up, though. I think he knows what he wants to do, which is mm-hmm. why he can say that he can comment on, on when he's going to do that. And, you know, I, I, I think when we're reading the tea leaves, which is basically what we're, we're all really doing, um, you know, as a reporter, the only thing I can do is obviously try to get that answer from him, which, you know, I haven't had such luck. Uh, but, you know, I have tons of conversations around the league um, with GMs and head coaches, players, teammates of his about it. And, you know, I, I first want to just point out that, you know, I've covered Green Bay this season. I've talked to players and coaches down on the field um, and, and they all say the same thing about Aaron, which is he's so happy right now. And and they're, he's playing at such a high level. So the, the player, the teammate is phenomenal. It's what's it going to be? after this season and and there are definitely people in the league who think that that this is it that Aaron Rodgers is going to finish this season out and, and want to play somewhere else eventually and, and 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 leave Green Bay which I don't think is breaking news that's not shocking we we know that that's been on the table for Aaron but you know you, you look at the situation the Green Bay Packers are in with him you know it's about a, you know a 40 million dollar cap hit for them uh actually it's more than that and, you know, so they're in a really tough spot here with, with what they're going to want to do here. But you, we, we know this. If you're Green Bay, you definitely don't want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Diana, for me, it's just the games that he that he keep, continues to play. Like, why keep playing these games? Just answer certain questions straightforward. If you don't want to be straightforward, just say, hey, I'm focused on the now. Not drag things out and have people speculating and wondering this and wondering that. That's the part that blows my mind right now. Yeah, it does, but at the same time, maybe this is something he feeds on. You know, maybe this is what keeps him motivated, keeps him interested in in what he's doing. Uh, We've seen other quarterbacks in the league create a little bit more drama than perhaps there is. You know, I I, I immediately think of the New England Patriots every year uh, when Tom Brady was there. And, you know, I almost felt like they were making stories up about being the underdog at times just to – sort of keep that fire going. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Aaron Rodgers wanting the drama, wanting people talking about him. 
Uh, we see a lot of people that like that and want that. But the fact that he's able to handle all the drama off the field, he comments on every single topic Pat McAfee talks about. He has yes. no hesitation. And then you see him on Sunday. And I really don't care what he says anymore on the Pat McAfee show because what he's doing on the field is so remarkable. And and every time he's out there, he's putting together, um, you know, a, another game that makes you go, this guy is the best quarterback on the planet. Mm. That the fact that he's able to handle these conversations and perhaps some of this distraction while also playing at, at, at this level, I think is remarkable and incredible in itself. <laughs> I agree with you. That's a great point. Hey, the quarterbacks can compartmentalize on the field, off the field, in front of the media, behind the media, when they're not talking in front of the cameras. It's quite a skill that Aaron Rodgers has. And we could probably do an entire show on just Aaron Rodgers' future, but it's time for us to get to some (laughs) more news around the NFL. Time to play a little game of hot news or not news. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, will you tell me? Is this hot news or is not news? You're so scary, you're going to throw it to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's do a little game of hot news or not news. If you don't understand the premise, I'm not sure what to tell you. First topic here is Lamar Jackson has returned to practice for the Baltimore Ravens, Diana. Is that hot news or not news for Baltimore? Is he not going to play on Sunday? It's flaming hot news, not because he's on the practice field field. It's, did you see that video? He is limping around like his leg is broken. That is not a good sign. Aaron Donald saw that video and is like, okay, try playing, man. Try playing. Because there's no way Lamar Jackson can have success between now and Sunday. Based on the limp, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, looks faster than him in those drills than Lamar Jackson. So, Look, the good news for the Ravens is they have Tyler Huntley coming off the COVID-19 list. He'll be able to go if Lamar can't. And you have to figure if you're the Ravens, why would you make Lamar go out there? With that limp, I mean, it's it would be remarkable and even incredible if he's able to heal between now and Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you, Diane. I think it's hot news, but not for the simple fact that Lamar Jackson is going to play in the game for that limp you just mentioned. Uh, Listen, I don't know how he's going to go out there and be Lamar Jackson and be elusive and do the things that we're accustomed to seeing him doing with that limp. You mentioned uh, the offensive coordinator running fast and looking faster than him. That is hilarious because that's exactly what it looks like to me on that video we just seen. Yeah, Harry says that looks like when I go out there and running on the treadmill. So you guys can make it out (laughs) what you will. Uh, One more, another one here, uh, that Frank Reich, the Colts head coach, says that as of right now, Sam Ellinger, the rookie from Texas, is in line to start for Indianapolis at quarterback on Sunday. Carson Wentz currently on the COVID-19 list. Diana, is that hot news or not news? Well, it's it's hot news because here's the thing. Carson Wentz has a good chance of actually playing on Sunday. Mm. He doesn't need to test out. He basically just has to have no symptoms on Sunday for them to clear him because of the new NFL protocol, which is obviously something that a lot of people around the league, including Carson Wentz, is probably psyched about because now this gives them an opportunity here. Um, Do I think it puts the Colts in a tough position? Yeah, because they don't know if Carson's going to be able to go. Um, You know, we don't know if he's having symptoms at this point right now, but the fact that this is a playoff team that is looking to make a run and is really coming together at the right time 
not to have their quarterback if he were to have symptoms, uh, th- that's definitely hot news, especially knowing that Ellinger just doesn't have that experience. Ooh, Diana, I think this is hot news for the simple fact that Sam Ellinger has a chance to start this week. Did you see those three preseason games that he played? Mm. Three preseason games, three interceptions. And it's just a sad thing because the Indianapolis Colts have an opportunity to make this playoff push and continue to run that they've been on. It would be very, very, very upsetting if they go out and have to play with Sam Ellinger, and he's the reason why they don't win this football game this weekend. Yeah, I think it's not news Look, only. They called Philip Rivers field, right? Yeah, field, they you did. saw Frank Reich said he call reached up, out to Philip Rivers. So that one. tells you what they know that tells you what they think about <laughs> Sam if they're looking to go Phil Rivers. Yeah, by any yep. means necessary is the theme of the final few weeks of the NFL regular season. I think it's not news because I think Carson Wentz plays on Sunday. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I do think yep. Carson's available for the Colts against the Raiders in a game that is sort of an elimination game for Las Vegas. Uh, Diana Rossini, for those that don't know, and everybody knows us already, is one of our great reporters. You see her every Sunday morning at a different stadium. And on Sunday, she will be covering the Dolphins in the Titans game. Hot news or not news, Diana? Tua Tungavailoa and the Dolphins have won seven straight games. They're the only team ever in NFL history to lose seven straight games and then win seven straight games in the same season. Hot news or not news? Not news. Cold as ice at Ooh. this point. No, look, any time a team can win seven in a row, that, that, that's, a, that's an incredible feat. That's great. But when you look at the teams that they beat, not too great, right? We mm. got the Jets, the Giants, Jets twice, actually. Um, you know, they haven't really put te- – they haven't played anybody um, of a playoff caliber in during this win-off streak – for them to be able to say that that this is hot news, that this is incredible. Look, Tua is keeping it simple. He's doing what he's asked of. This defense has been phenomenal. They blitz at the highest rate of any team right now in the NFL because they have such a good secondary. And I do think that this is going to be the story of the game against the Tennessee Titans. We saw A.J. Brown have a stellar game against the Niners. This is going to be one of those games again where yeah. he's going to have to be incredible. She is the great Diana Rossini. We appreciate you joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Diana, enjoy the game on Sunday. More Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming next. Field Yates and Harry Douglas hanging out all morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.